0: This program has been pre-recorded for airing at this time. Please hold all phone calls. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that." It did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs, posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc., featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local, I'd like you to dial 702 650 5588. Again, local. Please dial 702-650-5588. If you have a question, a praise report, a prayer request, a simple statement, we'd love to hear from you. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. Again, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area to join in on our discussion, please dial 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over KKVV's website. Their web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. We're also being streamed live. In real time over at the Save the Lost at All Costs website. And our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we'd love for you to go to the website. Check us out. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. Look for our weekly archived broadcast. Click on to the link and all our previous broadcasts will pop up. The Gospel is always free on our watch. Uh, We encourage you to listen as the Lord leads you and tell someone else about it. We have tons of resources on there, and they are mainly free. Please check them out. We love to be able to help you stay on the journey to be with the Lord. Amen? If you have an Apple device, we are being archived at iTunes. Again, the gospel is still free on our watch. Now, most of us have a cell phone, and KKVV has a way where you can listen to the radio ministry via your cell phone. And KKVV's uh, dial is 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. And you can listen to Save the Lost at all costs right now, or you can listen to KKVV anytime you like. Now, I'm going to give you the cell number, and I'm going to give it to you twice. It only works in the United States, and please lock it in under one of your phone contacts. And that number would be 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. We're going to get right into our topic today, and our topic is wisdom. Again, the topic is wisdom. So, I want you to go to 1 Kings chapter 3, and we're going to pick up about verse 6, and then we will probably go through the rest of the chapter. Again, I'm in First Kings chapter 3, and I'm going to start about verse 6, and we're just going to read down, and the Word of God says this, verse 6, and Solomon said, you have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is this day. 7. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. Eight, and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Nine, therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? 10. The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. 11. Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. 12. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. 13. And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. Fourteen, so if you walk in my ways to keep my statues and commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. Fifteen, then Solomon awoke, And indeed it had been, let me start again, 15. Then Solomon awoke, and indeed it had been a dream. And he came to Jerusalem, and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, offered up burnt offerings, offered peace offerings, and made a feast for all his servants. Verse 16. Now two women who were harlots, came to the king and stood before him. Seventeen, one woman said, O my lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house, and I gave birth while she was in the house. Eighteen, then it happened. The third day after I had given birth, that this woman also gave birth. And we were together. No one was with us in the house, except the two of us in the house. 19. And this woman's son died in the night, because she lay on him. 20. So she arose in the middle of the night, and took my son from my side. While your maid servant slept, and laid him in her bosom, and laid her dead child in my bosom, twenty-one, and when I rose in the morning to nurse my son, there he was, dead. But when I examined him in the morning, indeed he was not my son, whom I had borne. Twenty-two. Then the other woman said, No, but the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. And the first woman said, No, but the dead woman, you start again, and the first woman said, No, but the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. So we're going to stop right there. We only have a few more verses to read. But here we have Solomon bringing it to the Lord's remembrance as well as to him about his father and what kind of king his father was. And that his father operated in God's truth and his righteousness and the uprightness of his heart with God. And that God had continued the kindness that he had for his servant David and extended down to his son Solomon and Solomon now was the king Solomon candidly shared his heart with the Lord and his concern he knew that his understanding was that of a little child and that he confessed knowingly that he did not know how to come in or go out before the Lord. And that he understood he was a servant. But he was chosen to be a servant for God's people. And that the people were too numerous To be numbered or counted. So there were people everywhere. And I'm sure all different types of people. And he asked for the understanding. But not just any understanding, he needed an understanding heart. Because everything that we do and everything that we think it first begins in the heart so it was something specific he said an understanding heart to judge what your people these were god's people and he wanted to be a physical nat- manifestation with a supernatural Understanding to be able to replicate what was on earth also is in heaven. There was no division that the vertical would match the horizontal. And he understood that he was a servant. And as a king, he had a responsibility. And he needed help. From the only one who could give him that. But he had a desire to have what he has seen demonstrated already with his Father and God Almighty. He asked for that an understanding heart to judge. Notice it says, when we get down to verse 11, Then God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked for long life for yourself, number one, nor have asked for riches for yourself, number two, nor have asked the life of your enemies, number three, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. To discern justice. That's a supernatural word. Discern. Not to see things as. Men see them. But as God almighty. The most high God. In all creation. Heaven and earth. To be able to have that gift. To operate in that. Because God's. Kingdom is from everlasting to everlasting. It's eternal. Didn't need anything temporal. Didn't need anything temporary. Because he understood that God is the God of yesterday, today, and forevermore. And whatever he decided, it had to line up with that. It had to have That character. It had to have that resume. And we ought to be mindful of that, men and women of God. What are we seeking as far as wisdom? Are we only seeking expediency, quick, fast, and in a hurry? Let's get it over with. discernment that's a godly thing and not just any god the most high god the alpha and the omega the one that will have the first and the last say the one who's the author and finisher of your faith that one For that concerning God's people, He's called them your people. I want to be able to be a servant and have an understanding heart to judge your people. Amen. And getting back to what God said, and because He asked for that. And didn't ask for those other things. You have given you a wise and understanding heart. So there has not been anyone like you before. Nor shall any like you arise after you. See, he used the word 12. Behold. Think about that word. Behold. Does that not get your attention? When God says behold. Look here. Pay attention. This is the moment. This is the time. Freeze. Stop. Look. See it. Pay attention. Be laser beam focused. Right here. Right now. Boom. Behold. He says, I have done according to your word. Can you imagine that? Men and women of God. You speak it. You declare it, and God says, behold, I have done according to your words. He said, not word, words. But you see how King Solomon revealed his heart. The things that he was concerned about, the necessary things he needed to be able to be a servant of the caliber that needed to have an understanding heart to judge God's people. That is the creation submitting to the creator everything. Because he understood What was most important? All the other stuff will come. Our hearts and wisdom is truly is understanding who God is and how he operates. See, that's the beginning of it. There's none like him. There's none that you can even compare to him. Did you see where it says the people were too numerous to count? Can you imagine that you come before the most high God? And you are speaking to him. And he says, behold, I have done according to your words. kind of heart do you have to have for God to do it instantaneously wisdom discerning they go together like a right hand and a left hand they go together you got to catch that in your spirit wisdom wisdom And discern. But he says, Not only have I given you what you've asked, I have given you what you didn't ask for too. And what was it? He said, both riches and honor. For the simple fact. And we're looking at verse thirteen that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. The assignment came with great spiritual authority that can only be given by God Almighty himself. But for the kings to know that there was a king that was being raised up who was young in his ability to have what was needed as far as a heart. To judge as if God himself was doing the judging. See, that's all Solomon was seeking. To have that, that had already been established. To operate in the standard that was already supposed to be operating in. It was already the highest of the high. It was incomparable Immeasurable. No limit. Perfection is God's wisdom. But here, there is a qualifier. Verse 14, listen and listen well. Let's go over it again. And I've been reading from the New King James Version. So I want to touch on verse 14 again. It says, So if you walk in my ways to keep my statues and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. See that word? If. You walk in, what, my ways to keep my statues and my commandments as your father, David, walked. See, Solomon didn't have to look very far to see that it had been done already. His father had did it. God does not guide where he does not provide. See, he's going to another Elevation. But there was a reference there. And God was saying that basically, before the foundations of the earth were set, this was going to be your teacher. This was going to be the one that you know, without a doubt, is for you. The father to the child, the child to the father. In the natural as well as in the supernatural. Because David came as a king for who? God Almighty himself. And Solomon was going to be able to do that as well. But there's a qualifier. Don't forget. We've had this lesson. We've had this demonstration. You've had it all your life. Because there were a time when David did not follow completely as God has instructed. But David demonstrated repentance and turned from that thing that had caused him to go astray and admitted and confessed to God. He says, I basically, I have sinned against you, Lord, and only you. But he took responsibility because he knew he was operating Outside of God, even though God had made him a king. And God, you know, tells him through the prophet Nathan, you know, I would have given you anything that you asked. Had you asked me. So this is the type of intimacy and relationship that we as men, men and women in God should have with our God. It's not distant. It's not far off. There are people who have been right here among us to demonstrate God's ways, his statutes, and his commandments. But God offers him a promise. He said, if you do this, then I will lengthen your days. Solomon didn't ask for his days to be lengthened, but this is what God is saying: I'll do this too. I'll I'll do this. 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 When God blesses you, there's not nothing that anyone can say, do, or try to take it from you. You're blessed. Wisdom comes with a blessing, a guarantee that God is in it. Not only is he in it, he will perfect that, he will magnify that, he will multiply that. He will glorify that, he will historically categorize that for all to see. Oh, it comes with an elevation An eternal elevation. Can you imagine that? That you go before the Lord and ask for that, that is concerning his very nature, that describes his name. And he says, I will do according to your word. Men and women of God, you ought to get excited about that. Read it again. Understand it. See, it's all right to be small in something. It's all right to be unsure in something. It's all right to be not as prepared with something. If you have the right heart. God can work with that. See, any work that he starts in us, he will perfect that. Because he... His name is associated with that. God does never have step. His steps have eternal consequences. They're eternal and divine in nature. Everything is transformed. That that's dead can come alive. This is a great day and a great time to be in the Lord. Wisdom is what we're talking about today. So now let's get over to the case at hand. Uh, Solomon is secure in what's been given. So now there needs to be a demonstration. See, if God says that he did it for you, the prayer has been answered. Well, guess what? Now it's time to manifest that that has been answered. Put that in operation. Be intentional about it. See, when we were once astray and separated. From God, then we decide that we want to have a relationship with His only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior and Lord to the whole world. Then, guess what? Our nature changes. We are transformed. We can't operate the way that we used to because we have an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. There is wisdom that is being poured into us just by the very nature of relationship. Wisdom is a growing, evolving, organic, eternal, everlasting attribute. It doesn't do anything but grow. It's associated with God's name. How could it not? This is your season. This is your time. Reach up and grab it. It's there. He says, Ask for it. I will liberally, you know, I'll be liberal in my application, in my giving of it to you. Ask and watch God blow your mind. So it says, Two harlots. Came before the king, the lowest of the low, if you can imagine, harlots, those who are operating in sin for a living. Yet, they have sense to come before the king because they know what the king represents. They come in their truth, seeking truth. And they stood before him. And one woman even addressed him as, oh, my Lord. Talked about them living in the same house. One had gave birth to a male child. Three days later, another one gives birth to a male child. They're in the house together. There's no one there. And then it says... That a woman's son had died in the night because of what? She laid on him. There's nothing wrong with the child, but he got laid on by his mother and he died. So she arose in the middle of the night with this dead child, which was her child, and took the living son from the woman and replaced it with her dead son. And then the one whose son was alive arose and found what she believed her son to be dead. But she examined him. She thoroughly examined him. And was confident that this dead child was not her child. But the other woman whose child was the dead child, she says, my son is the living one. And the dead one belongs to the mother whose child is alive. So they spoke before the king. Now remember, God has blessed Solomon to have an understanding heart to judge his people. And you will find his people in every different condition and station in life. And what kind of king what Solomon be representing the most high God and only certain people can come before him. Now we know our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. He said, what you do for the least of them is what you do for me. He said he didn't come to call the righteous to repentance. He said he came to call the sinner to repentance. So these people right here are the ones that Jesus Christ, our Lord and savior came for let the redeemed say so (laughs) amen so let's read further verse 24 again i'm in first kings chapter 3 the new king james version so i'm reading verse 24 Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. What does a sword represent? The word of God. It's a double-edged sword. It heals what needs to be healed and cuts off what needs to be cut off. Sword. Double edge, word of God, kingship, spiritual authority coming to represent the throne of God, almighty, and all creation, heaven and earth. This is a moment. So when you have an understanding heart to judge, Understand what you're representing. You're representing the kingdom of God. Those who have belonged before. Those who belong now. And those who will belong forevermore. Futuristic. Amen. That's what you're representing. The Godhead. God the Father. God the Son. And God the Holy Spirit. You are representing the promises that the Lord has spoke. His statutes, His commandments and modeling the ways of God. See, you can't talk about it. You got to be about it. You got to be a hearer and a doer of the word. It's not enough to quote scripture. It's not enough to Say well I know this. And this is what the statue says. Our God. Our almighty God. Is an intentional God. And whatever he says. There's intention behind it. And it will come to pass. If God said let there be light. There will be light. And then he qualifies the light. And he says it's good. This is about. Leadership, this is about spiritual authority. It's about what it takes to be able to judge. And some people have a desire for leadership, but they have no desire for God. What kind of leadership is that? Well, if it's not godly, then it's ungodly. So let's keep going. We look at verse 25, and the word of God says this. And the king said, divide the living child in two, and give half to one and half to the other. Verse 26. Then the woman whose son was living spoke to the king, for she yearned with compassion for her son. And she said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child. And by no means kill him. Now let's look at this. Verse 26. We see where it says. Oh my Lord. When we started this. In verse 17. One woman said. Oh my Lord. She recognizes his headship. She understands. Who has put him in place. She understands. She humbles herself. Oh my Lord. Coming in a position of humility. It's a very serious thing. A child has died. The child was what? Three days old? If he was that old. His mother laid on him. And somebody. One of these mothers has a murderous spirit. No compassion, vengeful, dealing in lies and deceit, no accountability, but comes before the king. How many of us men and women of God are coming before the king of kings, the Lord of Lord, with lies and deceit and deception and a murderous spirit? Oh, you got to see it right here, men and women of God. This is tantamount of what our leadership is going to be. You got to decide right here and now for yourself. What type of leader are you going to be? What kind of servant are you going to be? What is it that you're asking for from God in order to lead? Are you all about being rich and high rolling? Are you all about squash the enemies? Do this, do that. Take them down, Lord. What about you? Are you being taken down? You wonder why you have no power? Because you're operating under your own authority. And if it's not God's authority, I'd have to ask you, whose name are you coming in and whose authority are you representing? Oh, think about it. This is serious business. Your very soul can be at stake. Your family could be at stake. Those that you say you serve and care about can be in great harm because your heart is not. As it should be. Solomon understood that. And wanted that to be on the table first. Because he understood without that, there's no leadership. Yes, people can sit in a position. A position is not leadership. We have to be mindful of that. Especially as it pertains to God. See, man's standard and the most high standard total different thing. We see, God is concerned about His name. Because His name denotes something. When you say, I am, you are invoking God Almighty Himself, El Shaddai careful when you call his name and what you say after that because God has no fellowship with those who operate in wickedness and darkness and deception and call it leadership they will be exposed So let's keep reading. But the other said. Let him be neither mine nor yours. But divide him. That is not true. There was one born. Of one woman. And one born of another. But here she's trying to speak. Something. Something. That is totally perverted. She says, Let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. When did he stop being a child? A precious child, a son. It's a him. When did we get. So casual. When did we not understand about a helpless, defenseless child that's here? We must pay attention to children that are here. What are we doing with them? What are we saying to them? How are we modeling Christ in front of them? Days old. And he encounters this type of energy and spirits. Days old. Twenty seven. So the king answered and said, Give the first woman the living child, and by no means kill him, she is his mother. Did you see in verse twenty six? That the woman whose son was living spoke to the king for she yearned with compassion for her son. And she said, oh my Lord, give her the living child and by no means kill him. If that's not love jumping out, unconditional love, a servant's heart. obedience she could not bear the thought of having to be so right that it would cost her son his life She didn't have to be that right. She had hoped that this mother would love her child and raise him, even though she displayed all the characteristics of someone that was operating so ungodly. But if there was one chance... That it meant her child could live, she was willing to take that chance. See, she is operating in faith. Oh, it was radical. It's just power packed. It, it is absolutely, the divine operating before our very eyes. And a king that has such an understanding heart to judge that he didn't dismiss them because they were harlots. He did not cast them away because it involved the careless nature of laying on a child. They both deserved to be heard. They both deserved to be ministered to. They both deserved God's compassion because that's who God is. You gotta see it operating. It's rich. And how healing and soothing. It is to this very day in a city that we live in. And the king answered only after he had heard everything and took it under submission. He never stopped the conversation, he allowed them to present. What they needed to present. But God was not food and neither was the king. See, what you put in the universe, what you speak into the universe, what you do in the universe, it will bear witness. Whether it's done in the dark, whether it's done in the light, the universe hears it first. God hears it first. He knows what's in your heart even before you speak it. And there are those who have a nature of God and those who don't. See, it's unnatural for a mother to... Allow her child to go with someone that you know is not right, but she was trusting in the supernatural because God can take a natural thing and make it supernatural. That's what love is. Love is supernatural. It's that thing that you do that's really unconditional, even though someone has done something. God knows what they've done, but we make the choice to operate in the supernatural, which would be unconditional love without limits. Because we're trusting God. Not some of the time. All the time. That we can come to him. And he can hold us. And help us. Get through any situation. There's nothing that's too hard for God. Nothing. He will give you every day. Back. That the locust ate. If you will. Walk in his ways, adhere to his standards and statutes, and keep his commandments. He's going to bless you. So let's look at verse 28. And all of Israel heard of the judgment which the king had rendered. And they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer Justice Is the wisdom of God in you to administer justice? It can be. But we have to get real as Solomon got real. See, we cannot take anything for granted. When we're operating in God's spiritual authority, there is order. There is headship. And you have been given a task as a son, as a daughter, as a sister, as a brother, as a mother, as a father. Because when you get those things right, then you will be able to operate in any position that God gives you. We must take heed to the lessons that God has provided for us. Reread them. See how God is operating. He's very precise. He's very concise. He's a blesser. But he has tasks, conditions, and standards. You will perform this task under these conditions at the standard. Period. He is a commander. You don't question the command. You execute the command. But he will give you the resources that are needed to complete the mission. The mission is always the mission. We are in the soul-saving business, people. There is a spiritual war that's going on. Souls are on the line. It is important that you are operating in the authority that has been given to you. Step up. Now is not the time to go along to get along. Wisdom requires something. Because God's name is involved. And God will not allow his name to be misused or abused. A servant comes for the people. Not for him or herself. So I hope you were blessed by this discussion that we had on wisdom. And I hope you will go back to 1 Kings chapter 3. And read it in its entirety. And let God speak to you about it again and again. But I'm excited to share with you what God has given me. I love you. And as we say here, save the lost at all costs. God bless. is very own Christian talk radio stations 1060 am and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV, Christian Talk Radio, anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website www.savethelosslv.org If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelosslv.org If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost Inc., P.O. Box number 33. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033 Again, our P.O. Box number is... Three three fifty 5852 North Las Vegas 89033 All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs Inc are 100% tax deductible For more information please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882 Again 702-219-6882 We would like to thank you again Remember to remain in Christ stay prayed up tune in And don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.